0: Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Your Project Shepherd Construction podcast. My name is Curtis Lawson with Shepherd Construction Advisors. And along with my industry expert friends, I am here to guide you through these four key components of a successful project, which are demonstrated by this simple drawing of a house. The foundation is proper planning, the left wall is your team, the right wall is communication, and the roof is proper execution. Have all four of these components in place, and your project will succeed. Whether you're building or remodeling a custom home, or if you're an architect or designer looking for inspiration, or maybe you're just interested in building science and high-performance construction, you're in the right place. Please help us further our mission here by tapping that follow or subscribe button, push that notification bell, so that you know when our new episodes drop every week. And now, let's get to today's interview. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of the Your Project Shepherd podcast. I'm your host, Curtis Lawson, and today my guest is Ryan Goodwin from Stego Industries. Now, I first met uh, Ryan and the Stego team, uh, I guess, earlier this year at IBS. Uh, They hosted a big dinner um, at IBS. They invited um, Matt Reisinger, and he invited me and a few other people. And so I got to go out and hang out with the, the Stego team and learn more about what they do. And one particular thing that caught my attention there uh, in those discussions at dinner was a a relatively new product that they have uh, called Pangorab. And it it interested me because it's an all-in-one vapor barrier and termite barrier. Um, And I I told them that day, I said, hey, get with me because we want to try to use this on an upcoming uh, project. So uh, I reached out to Stego and they graciously sent Ryan down Uh, to Houston from Idaho uh, this week. Um, And yesterday we did a great training with my crafted team, uh, and we are currently installing the Pango Wrap on a Bel Air custom home project here that we're working on. So, uh, Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, Curtis. Appreciate you. Uh, Sorry about that long-winded intro there. I could have let you hop in. but um, So we're going to mainly talk about Pango Wrap today. Um, But you guys make several different uh, types of vapor barrier products and things like that, uh, crawl space encapsulation and concrete finishing. Um, So why don't you give us a quick maybe history of Stego and then tell us about all the different stuff that you do before we get into Pango specifically.
1: Sure, sure. Uh, This is Stego's 25th anniversary. So we've been making a pretty good campaign to celebrate that this year. Our company was founded by a father-son team uh, 25 years ago. Uh, right out of their house and garage uh, marketing a below slab vapor barrier that was a true vapor barrier which is uh, markedly different than the six mil poly or eight mil black plastic 10 mil what clear whatever color you got mm-hmm. a high performance vapor barrier and uh, the timing of that was really uh, perfect because it coincided with the EPA's restriction of the use of solvent-based adhesives in floor coverings. The VOCs came, uh, coming off of those uh, solvent-based adhesives were you know, deemed harmful for indoor air quality and people and so on. And our vapor barrier was sufficient enough to block moisture that was getting through the old poly. So we kind of hit it right on the sweet spot of coming out as a company with, mm-hmm. with a product that was solving a new problem that was entering was entering. Since then, um, you know we've developed a number of product lines. Uh, we have uh, products uh, all the way from residential focused products, stego home. we have crawl space focused products um, that are you know white instead of our standard yellow for stego wrap. It makes a really nice aesthetically pleasing crawl space, um, different roll sizes optimized for crawl space and so on all the, all the way up to real robust uh, gas barriers. so we're dealing with moisture all the way up to methane uh, at this stage in the game and as you mentioned the product i manage is called pango wrap and it is a true vapor barrier and it is a physical termite barrier so we're not incorporating any pesticides uh impregnating them into the film in any way shape or form this is strictly a a physical barrier for termites
0: awesome so does pango also you know you mentioned methane and and, um, i assume like radon does uh does pango also uh provide a radon and methane barrier as well? Methane, no,
1: we're not rated for, you know, the the LA rating for for methane barriers Uh with this product. Okay. Um, It does have a radon diffusion coefficient. Okay. So an interesting thing in the barrier world for radon, there's there's no classification, there's no metric to hit Mm -hmm. uh, to say, okay, now this is a good radon barrier. All we can do is provide the rate of transmission that radon will pass through a piece of plastic. Okay. And in our experience, uh, it is uh, Pango. Pango is very sufficient for that. It, it exceeds a lot of standard high-performance vapor barriers as far as radon transmission goes, and it's a great product to be to consider in use of part of a pa- passive radon mitigation system. So if you're capping capping the earth there with your barrier and allowing some other way for it to vent out, uh, Pango is a great product. A, a, as is most of of our Stego lineup.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's something that, that we here in our market don't have to deal with. So I've I've, I've actually never had to do any kind of uh, radon anything here. So yeah, that's uh, I'm, I'm really interested to, to know kind of what's happening in other parts of the country as far as that goes, and and kind of what all the requirements are for other people.
1: My home in Boise, Idaho, is uh, has a crawl space, and it's got some old, rotten out uh, six mil black plastic, and and it's in a hotbed of radon zone, and. Mm. And uh my <laughs> I really need to get a radon test kit and uh, see where I'm at and uh, utilize some of the products that Stego has available. I was
0: gonna say you can yeah. just uh, yeah. you have access to all that stuff, you just have to spend a few hours in your crawl space. A couple hours in the crawl <laughs> space, yeah, for sure. So um uh, on on the Pango, um, you know, I, I I was telling you this yesterday. I think a lot of builders here in our in our market especially don't really think too much about the termite protection. Um, It's not something that our cities check. They don't, they don't say, you know, is there, there's no inspection. They don't say show us the paperwork. Hmm. Uh, So it's just kind of left up to the builder to make sure that they do it. Um, Even like architects doing their CA work and engineers doing inspections, like they never ask for that stuff either. So it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. I like taking the, a product that we're already going to use anyway, because all of our slabs are going to have a vapor barrier under the slab before the concrete's poured, or in the case of a house that we're doing right now with a crawl space, we're doing some kind of vapor barrier in the crawl space. So we're taking something that we have to do anyway, and we're adding that, that benefit of having the termite protection as well. And it's, it's also just like, it, it's, it's a much more robust product too. It's uh, um, what is it? 15 mil, 15 mils. Yep. Yeah. So like most of the foundation work here in our, in our market is turnkey. So the, the concrete, the foundation company there, they usually provide the poly yep. and they're probably going to use something on the cheaper end of the spectrum, uh, because it's the builder doesn't care. The homeowner generally doesn't care. So they're just going to use the cheap six mil stuff. I've inspected a lot of slabs b- before they're poured. There's holes all over the place and little tiny pieces of tape kind of covering holes, right? Yep. So with the, with the, uh, stego products and and the, and the pango, pro- pango product it's definitely very uh, robust absolutely the puncture resistance and tensile strength of of
1: our even even our 10 mil products is you know there, there's three classifications for strength when it comes to vapor barriers astme 1745 is, five, is our guiding standard a b and c even class c products are extremely robust uh pango wrap is a class c material uh, for puncture resistance and you were on that job site walking on gravel there was uh you know ram set shell casings that people are walking on and i I walked around and looked and yeah there were dimples for sure but it had not punctured if there is a puncture, yeah we can we can go around prior and you know patch that up, no problem, but i I didn't see any
0: yeah, yeah, I was impressed. We had I don't know like six guys walking around yesterday on that stuff for a few hours, uh, like you said, walking around after it was laid with a ramset gun and dropping shells and nails and all kinds of stuff uh and walking and, it, and it's it's sitting on a bed of gravel that we put down last week, and i I didn't see any holes either, so. Um, also those rolls are really heavy too. So, uh, definitely have to have a couple, a couple strong people in there managing that stuff and and unrolling it. Yeah. Those
1: rolls are 140 pounds. Some of our other residential focused lines, uh, Stego home, Stego crawl. We do, we do make a, a much smaller role to get around, work around crawl spaces and make it easier for a smaller footprint and a smaller crew to get done. But, uh, right now that's what we have with Pango.
0: So, um, you know, this this podcast, although we have a lot of, you know, builders, industry types that that listen, I think, we're kind of focused to homeowners um, helping them make the right decisions. So I always like to start off by talking about you know, what are the benefits, the product benefits for a homeowner. And, um, you know, we we mentioned kind of the durability, not worrying about tears as much, um, you know, some, some radon benefits as well termite benefits obviously but what are some other things that are a, a benefit to the consumer
1: i think the big benefit to the consumer the homeowner is the fact that we are reducing or eliminating the application of pesticides in uh, directly underneath the place where they live and breathe uh indoor air quality is a, a pretty big deal these days people are starting to pay more attention to it and standard practice here in houston with whether you whether it's commonplace for, for track home builders or whatever else is the, uh, pesticide pretreatment. pest control guys will, uh, go out and they'll soak the soil to a depth of whatever the specs call for 10, 12 inches. They want that, that poison to soak down into the soil, and then they'll go ahead and complete their construction. So your home is sitting on 12 inches of soil that is saturated with a, pretty nasty chemical. Yeah. That's not something I would be uh interested in in living over. So eliminating that I think is Probably the 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 most important thing uh, that we bring to the table for the consumer.
0: I think also that uh, not having to to retreat because I don't know what the lifespan on those chemicals are that they that they do that treatment with, but all of that stuff eventually has to be retreated or maybe on an annual basis or something like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So if you have a slab on grade and you, and you pretreat that soil, you're going to get. Six months to five years. Uh, some some warranties may go may go longer, but it is going to degrade. And if that if you have black uh, six mil poly underneath your slab, and that plastic starts to degrade, and those and those chemicals come into contact with the high alkalinity in the concrete, uh, you're going to get rapid degradation of the efficacy of of those pesticides. So uh, using Pango wrap uh, <laughs> to uh, one eliminate those, and uh, you know, prevent any sort of degradation of chemicals that you're going to have to reapply, is is a big deal. When when you do have degradation of, of pesticides underneath your slab, and you do get termites coming through your plumbing penetrations or whatever conduit they they can find to get in your home, the the remedy. Is to core out that concrete slab. You're going to drill that concrete slab. You're going to inject chemicals back under your have to treat that localized area. We can use some of our uh, Pango Bond products that I know your your crew had so much fun dealing with that two part epoxy. But we can go in on that and seal those areas from the top side without ha- resorting to chemicals. Uh, one thing I will mention uh, with a with a physical barrier, you're only going to protect the area that the physical barrier covered. There's no deterrent we're not killing termites. There's no mortality. So, you know, underneath the, underneath the structure, yeah, we got, we got you covered. If you want to wrap it up the exterior side, we'll, we'll we'll block a termite from going through that product all the way up until when the the vapor barrier stops. Right. So perimeter treatment is still something to consider for a homeowner in in heavy termite areas. So, you know, I would recommend a bait station as opposed to trenching and soaking the exterior of your property with pesticide you can you can run bait stations out there and it's a lot a lot more environmentally friendly kid safe dog friendly
0: yeah what's the typical lifespan if if you know on on six mil poly under a slab you give any idea like how long that normally lasts versus the versus you know the, the pango it's very difficult
1: to give you a straight answer on that just because uh poly is made from recycled plastics uh one run they may they may be made out of milk jugs the next run it might be made out of plastic trash bags right. so it's reground recycled reused plastic which is which is great there's a lot of great applications for poly but when you're blocking moisture termites radon uh or want a long term piece of plastic underneath your slab uh it's a bad idea so uh, you know, a story we always like to tell uh, with Stego, and we have pictures, uh, our original home office uh, had a dentist office going in right next door to us, and they cut out a portion of that slab to install some fancy dental chair, and we went over to take a look. We brushed away some of the sand, and there was a about a 10 square foot area there was a, about a cornflake sized chunk of the original six mil poly that was that was left and that was five years that was five years after that slab had been placed yeah. so it can vary wildly uh, if you're in West Texas and in perfect conditions with super dry climate that po- and you got a good poly to start with you know shoot
0: it might last a very yeah. long yeah yeah we do a ton of remodeling and so I, you know we've we've cut out slabs to run new plumbing and different things so I've seen a lot of uh, examples from you know 19 19- 40s houses up to 1980s or 90s houses where we're we're taking out slab and I would say that in most of them once you get down to that poly it just crumbles like mm-hmm. you can you, you touch it and you know you've seen plastic that stays out in the sun for for a long time same thing the plastic just crumbles in your fingers
1: yep so yep. yeah very common
0: I think the last thing for those who uh, are, are somewhat patriotic you guys are all made in the USA too right correct yep very proud of that so you, you buy some of the, the cheap poly it might be coming from God knows where <laughs> yeah, yeah. so changing to benefits to builders, um, you know so speaking as a, as a builder, uh, to me, one of the big things I already mentioned is you know you' you're doing something with the same crew that would probably already be doing this to begin with, right? So you're installing one product versus two steps. It's one one less thing to forget about, one one less thing to manage. so you're consolidating that labor, which is a a big deal for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, one thing that we hadn't we hadn't talked about is if you do have a pest control guy that's scheduled out to be on your job site to pre-treat the soil, um, there's a 24 hour period where nobody's supposed to be on that job site, right? Whether that gets followed or not is up to up to the contractor. But you know, if you're following the rules, the label on those pesticides, they don't want people on those on those areas for 24 hours. If it rains. Within that 24-hour period, it requires a reapplication of pesticide, right? Again, whether that actually happens is, is to be determined, right? right. So, so you, you know, just from an environmental standpoint, you, you, you could end up with multiple applications of pesticides or, or an application of pesticide that uh, is negated by, the, by a rain event. And now we just put a bunch of poison into our uh, water and our soil and our yeah. waterways, and for no for no for no benefit to our to the consumer.
0: So. Yeah, I would venture to say that. You know, there's some conscientious builders who would go back and reapply. But I think, by and large, most people are probably not going to stay off for a day. They're probably not going to retreat after the first time. This is just what I've seen. Sure. Uh, you know, just just like any, just like
1: any there's, there's people that follow the letter of the law and there's people that don't, you know. Same. Yeah. Same with pest control, folks.
0: So yeah. Once that box is checked, it's yeah. like, eh, it's yeah, it's done. Yeah. Also, for builders, um, if if they're going for their National Green Building Certification uh, on a project, I think you said it earns what, like four points. We get four points for NGBS certification. Yes. Cool. Yeah, so, please. so if you're a builder and, and you're looking to do that on your on your projects that's, that's an easy, an easy four points to earn. And again, it's something that you're probably already doing anyway with another product.
1: Sure. And for, you know, if anyone's going for the lead certification as well, we can, we can certainly contribute to that. Uh, just you know, there's a dozen, uh, green building certifications out there, living building challenge, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, And all of them call out for, um, uh, benefits, uh, points for, uh, the elimination of these pesticides integrate uh, using an integrated pest management strategy which is eliminating pesticides manipulating the environment moving uh, mulch and and landscaping away from the structure all, all these types of things and a, and a physical barrier falls right into line with with all of those programs and their rating systems
0: yeah and then the last thing i had on my notes that it's a, I think it's a great benefit is it, it's actually really simple to install. So yesterday I I, mean, I, I had uh, uh, three of my project managers and and one of our other workers that was there. Normally we would have a subcontractor install this, but since uh, Ryan was here, uh, I, I said, Hey guys, let's all get together and and do this together as a team for the first time. And I, I think we probably would have done it in one day um, had we not kind of killed the first couple hours, you know, doing trainings and just kind of getting set up with cameras and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then we were missing one component which showed up this morning, which is our fault. I think that would have been a one day install had we kind of had everything ready to go. But we actually had a probably a more complicated install than than most, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: The the interior
1: columns that, that you had to deal with, um, you know, make for rolling out the vapor barrier just a little more challenging. If the tape was was on site, uh we we could have gotten around there and, and really rolled it out stage by stage by stage. But uh we kinda had to just get it all out and you know, rough it in is, is essentially what we did and we're, we're going to go back today and get it all tidied up and looking sharp. So
0: yeah, maybe Daniela could pop in some, uh, some action videos from yesterday. So people who are watching this on YouTube can, uh, can see what we're talking about there. But yeah, so we, uh, the, the house that we're doing just for, to kind of go a little deeper, the garage was a slab on grade. So we actually used the Pango product, under the slab on that, we, we have some photos of that. But on the on the main house, uh, because it's it's in the floodplain, the house is built up, uh, the finished floor with five uh, five feet off the off the ground, and so we have a four foot high perimeter CMU stem wall, and then in the middle we've got all these little columns popping up, these CMU columns, plus all of our plumbing penetrations coming up from, from the ground too. So we had a lot of little things to work around. Uh, and seal around as well. But it, it, it was not difficult. It was our very first time doing it. And I think that, you know, the next time we do it, we will have maybe kind of a better, a better program in our head of how we're going to tackle it, you know? Sure. And anyone that's
1: installed a high performance vapor barrier uh, to the ASTM E1643 standard, I, I know that's not not the norm in, in residential construction, but com- commercial construction, that, that kind of is the the general guideline that people follow and it's no different we're we're overlapping our seams we're taping them with tape we're we're addressing pipe penetrations and sealing to the perimeter edge whether you know wherever that may be so it's it's not wildly different for people that have have been uh have had experience installing the you know stego wrap or any of any of the other vapor barriers out there
0: Yeah. yeah So the last benefit, I think, for for builders is kind of one of the same things we mentioned for the consumer as well is just longevity, because, um, you know, we we have a lot of people that are walking across our 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 workspace before it gets covered up. So before that, if it's a slab on grade where we're using this, um, you know, going into our grade beams and um, like on our garage and this in this example, there were a lot of people walking across that before we ever poured the concrete. Mm You know, cause cause you put that down and then you do all your rebar. And so all these workers are walking across it for, for several days. And even our foundation sub who's working on that job commented, he's like, man, there's like no, no holes to patch on this one. Uh, whereas normally, you know, they'd be walking around for an hour with a roll of tape covering up little pinholes everywhere, all over their, uh, their makeup. But on this one, he's like, man, it was like I had like one patch on the whole slab that I had to do. That's great. Yeah. Panko comes
1: with a life of the building warranty on the physical properties of our film. And the only way you can get there is to start with a robust product. But uh, the advantage there is it's not going to degrade over time, as we discussed earlier. But, yeah, it's going to hold up for most most construction traffic. We're driving 18,000 pound laser screed machines on top of our, our 15 mil products, you know, all over three eighths inch cut stone. So wow. we, we can come up with some pretty nasty scenarios and yeah, you get, you get, you get machines like that if they, if they want to turn sharp and they're, and they're on the wrong rock, it's, it's going to, it'll, it'll, it'll need some repair. Sure. But uh, for, for most, certainly for most residential applications, uh, I'm not worried a bit about, about damage.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, so to kind of close out, I, I just wanted to talk briefly about kind of like the installation method. Um, so, y'all have several components of the of the Pango system. We've got the actual the rolls of the wrap, right? And Then we've got um, the termination bars and the ba- and the the uh, the two part epoxy. So, talk talk about just kind of like like what all the pieces of the system are that people would be purchasing.
1: Yeah. So the um... You know, at, at the base, you have the pango wrap, as you mentioned, and the pango tape, which, which showed up this morning. <laughs> that That's our seaming tape. Uh, that's a, it's a pretty versatile product. So you're going to overlap your seams, use that tape to uh, join them together. Uh, it can also be used uh, around pipe penetrations. We can cut out a little pipe collar out of some excess pango wrap, slide it down, and we'll tape around that penetration with our pango tape pretty quick and easy. Another way to do that on the pipe penetration side is to use that two part epoxy pango bond and uh again we'll cut a patch around there and we'll use our pango claw tape that, that's a hard one to explain uh on a, on a podcast without a visual mm-hmm. but um, we'll use our pango claw around there to provide an anchor for the pango bond to grab onto and it'll you know uh, circumnavigating that pipe um will seal up that potential entry point for termites that where that Pango bond, the reason that Pango bond was developed um, was to provide a, a terminating seal, uh, especially in a crawl space application where we don't have wet concrete to grab onto the terminating edges of the wrap. So we use that Pango bond to adhere to the concrete, put a wrap wherever it needs to be. And we're uh, mechanically fastening that with our turn bar and the, and the ram set.
0: Right. Yeah. So, I mean, all in all, there wasn't that much uh, that we needed for the install. I think we had a mixing bucket and a some some rubber gloves because that that two part uh, pango bond is pretty pretty goopy, sticky stuff. So yeah. you want a good pair of rubber gloves or a, a box of rubber gloves. Actually, yeah. change your clothes before you get in your <laughs> truck too. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it, there there weren't that many tools that we needed. We had a trowel and a a, a, a mixing spade for our uh, for our drill. And, and that's, that was about it.
1: Yeah, a, a paddle bit for your for your drill is uh, the critical component to getting those poxies mixed together. That that's some thick stuff, as you saw. And, and you know, you're scooping out in the bucket. And if you're trying to stir it up with a stick or a paint stick, you're not going to get anywhere. You need some. Yeah, you better you to try to do. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. So, all right. Well, I, that's about all I had uh, for today. I I appreciate you coming out to to work with us on that project and definitely appreciate you coming on the podcast to, to talk to me about it too.
1: Well, thank you for the invitation. Thank you for the opportunity to be a part of this, this project you're working on right now. Um, that's real exciting for us and, and, uh, look to, uh, work with you in the future if, if at all possible.
0: Yeah. And, and my goal is to get as many builders here in the Houston area to, to be aware of your products and to start using it because, uh, you know, it's something. Again, we we kind of default to the lowest common denominator of the cheap poly, mm-hmm. and I think especially in this market with these types of crawl spaces, uh, and, and the and the custom home side especially, like you know. Custom builders in the, the kind of market that we're in, we, we need to be using this product, right? We don't need to be going the cheap route. And so my goal is to kind of help you guys spread the word on this and hopefully get you down here more often to work with some more builders. I appreciate you a lot. Thank you, Curtis. Yep. So if you want to check out uh, uh, Stego, website is stegoindustries.com. Is you got right? it. Yep. So be sure and check them out. And uh, if you have any questions about it, please reach out to me in the podcast. I'll, I'll, I'll connect you with Ryan. If you want to talk about... Uh, pango or any of the stego products so uh, appreciate all you guys joining us again for this episode of the your project shepherd podcast and we'll see you next time if you found us helpful and enjoyed listening please support us by liking and subscribing here on your podcast platform and also join us on our youtube channel we want to continue to bring you high quality content and expert guests and your support truly helps us to continue this journey If you have any questions for me or my guests or any feedback for us, you can email us at podcast at yourprojectshepherd.com. Thanks again.